Lakeland Sports Guys coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Good afternoon. I'm Tom Carroll along with Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Stan Spivey, in the house. We've got uh, guests in waiting. We'll save that for uh, a little bit later here. But we've got a lot to talk about, Chris. Uh, Jamboree took place on Friday night. Gosh, what a lot of fun it was to see football back out there at JW Bab once again. And at the Taj. That's all it is for me. <laughs> if they ever get away from the Taj, I'm out. That'll be a negotiating tool for you and I later on in the game. Yeah. Well, like like Kevin Thomas, I kind of like being in the stands, like when we go to Abbeville or some of the other jamborees. Being in the stands with the fans and the parents, you learn a little bit more about the players that are out there. Especially playoff time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're referring, come on, Lamar, it don't matter, it's your work. But uh, I, I enjoy that playoff atmosphere sitting with – and it's just – it's crazy because, well, one of our guests is here right here. Now, if he had been sitting beside me at that playoff game against Northwestern, he'd have gave me some stories. Would have had a good time. Everybody's like they got locked. Y'all like Lamar leaving out of here so fast. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it just – you're right. It's a great atmosphere. That's why I had that dream. I told you that we had wireless headsets, and we walked on the field. We did our pregame show from there, and then we came up through the crowd. With the complete, with the escort from the sheriff's department and everything else, right? Because you tried to work that out Friday night. Just couldn't we, get it we can work it out, because I can tell you. All I got to do is grab a money bag, and we they'll, they'll get us to Greenwood High School. Now, I might not be there for the, for the end of it, but we'll we, be leading, is what you're saying. We, you're right. We'll be leading the way. But, it, you know, there again, we just hadn't talked to the real man yet. And I. I don't mind talking to them, but like I said, it's we had we hadn't even negotiated anything with sports break yet anyway. So uh, football season, guys, it's here. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there was a great crowd. The atmosphere oh, at man. the Fab Friday night. I hope it continues all year. Uh, the Greenwood High student body was loud, proud, and in full force. Mm-hmm. Uh, As was the '96. The whole, all the schools that were there brought good crowds. Emerald. Abbeville, 96, everybody bought a big crowd, a lot of students out. Let's keep that up, guys. Let's keep coming to the game, supporting these guys. That's what they want. I thought the cool thing was, and I, I made a mention to both, all of y'all there, that I hadn't heard that cheerleading squad being that spirited in a long time. They had just won a competition at Lander last week. Yeah, yeah, in, a cheer, in a cheer okay. competition. So, that's the main thing. I mean, yeah. I don't remember the student. I mean, especially for a jamboree. Well, and we've got a big cheer <laughs> section this year. We do. Now, we'll, we'll know come Friday, but <laughs> I don't know if that was the varsity and the JV combined or if it, if they were, they were in time, they were on time, and, I mean, every, every they routine they did, they did right. Uh, if that was just the varsity team, we we got a good we got a good set of cheerleaders down there this year that's going to bring some enthusiasm to to this crowd and all of us old folks we gonna have to get up <laughs> off our seats a, a little bit more than what Bro, we I have been doing. I don't sit anywhere, you know that. <laughs> I mean, I'm standing up. And, I'm waiting on those wristband things to put on with all the numbers on them, and so you might see me. You're gonna think I got long sleeves on, but it's gonna be my <laughs> it's gonna be my rosters and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you, this Friday night you're going to have Greenwood on one arm, AC Floor on the other. I think I can do that. <laughs> no, I don't, hey, I don't know if you'll be able to read them. Well, that's the key. Uh, we're going to have to if – we, if we get the font big enough, you might be flipping pages on that. Well, no, no, band. he knows that, though, because he said hey, – we did it one – I guess one of the first comfort games we did again together, one with South Aiken. And I had, I had – it was my first game, and I had, like, ants in my 
seed anyway. And I never sat down. I just kept that thing rolling through. And then we had the window open. So you get the sound effects from the crowd and everything. And then the wind picked up. And then we had papers everywhere. <laughs> I like Bill Robinson back in the day. But um, it, like I said, it's, it's football season. He likes to win the clothes just to hear the thing because it's hot as all Haiti's out there. But um, And that was another thing. It was a pretty warm night when that jamboree started because we shut the window one time. Well, we, um, we did. And uh, d- d- they sat out there, and that's what you're going to have until uh, October. Well, like, until mid state championship game, September. probably. Probably state championship game. We'll be in the 70s. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it won't. the sun won't be blaring on us like mm-hmm. it is right now, at least through the middle of September into September is when we're going to start seeing it. Cool down just a little bit. Well, we got we got a couple. You, weeks you won't see Chris in, in long pants until what state championship game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sat outside. I was outside at Northwestern with the shorts on. Man, I I don't wear long pants. Maybe y'all see me in long pants. I must be have a doctor's appointment or a funeral I got to get to. But now I saw you at the wedding in long pants. Yeah, because Willie. I hurried my butt up. I didn't get a chance to keep my shorts on. Because I thought we were going to be in the back with y'all just helping with cooking yeah. and stuff. But uh, anyway, it's football season. Like you said, um, good crowd. It's, it's one of the bigger crowds that I've seen, especially on the other side, on the visiting side. Yeah. And you only had four teams, yeah, and which is usually like double that. But um, And good, pretty good scrimmages for the and, most and, part. And what do you think about the two buses? Yeah, District 50 had both out. buses out. <laughs> yeah, the Viking and the Eagle on display out there in that and south. And if you zone. have not seen them, it is something to behold. They what? are first class all the way with those wraps. On Saturday, <laughs> on one of the – it wasn't Benji's show because he's on Friday, but does, is that people getting ready to do this? I guess they are because it says we had trouble getting championship rings. Can you imagine wrapping a bus? So evidently they're looking at doing it, but it was like twenty two hundred for the bus wrap. Yeah, it? I think is what it so, was, and they had twenty thousand in rings. Oh, Benji's had. got that in his pocket. <laughs> He's got that in his pocket. But anyway, that was one of the topics, and they do look great. Um, I, to be honest with you, now I, I almost like Emerald better, Coach Liner. I'm just saying, I know he didn't want to wear the wrap, so he don't care. But uh, I almost like that. That some of that purple and that white and everything that just it kind of blends in. Um, I just think ours. Now, now the Greenwood, ours looks like gray. Now the Greenwood bus. <laughs> yeah, looking at it, if it comes up behind you, oh, with that eagle plastered on the front of it, you're gonna think there's a bird coming in your back window. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of gray though, and I don't want to be compared to gray. No, with it's, a I, I, it's, it's a different eagle. It's a different eagle. It's a different eagle, and <laughs> I think they they might do a little bit more decorating on it. But yeah, uh, theirs is more of a uh, eagle to have both of those anything. buses parked in the end zone down there. That's just you know. Both schools, that's cool. look at where we are. Yeah, Y'all going to know we come into play, and you're going to know who we are when we pull up in these buses. And I don't think I have any problems saying I think both teams are going to be ready. I yep. think Tad's going to put a really good defense out there. I, you know, I think about John Mark, you know, he's, all the, the stuff he's been going through with the with his illness and everything, and see him down there just still chewing them receivers out. He ain't missing a beat. Um, and it's, it's a decent football team. I think Key Holloway's a good quarterback. I think running back, they're set. They just need a couple receivers. And there again, maybe like what we're talking about, maybe a little bit of O-line, D-line, you know, get back into the mix. And I think both, you know, I think that team's going to be fine down the road. So. I do too. Well, let's start with the first game. Uh, 13-7 win for Abbeville is the final in that one. But uh, for the most part, both of these squads matched each other 
you know, blow foot for low. Blow. Yeah. Um, a couple, another big play by Abbeville kind of got them the advantage on that. But then, you know, sportsmanlike conduct plan at least got on uh, the bad side of Abbeville yeah. for a little bit, and that cost him uh, to march it back, and he missed the extra point in that one. So, you know, otherwise it would have been a, a seven-point lead. But Emerald even had a chance towards the end. We thought they right. were going to pull it off, and that interception late kind of turned it away. Carson right. Norman's put on a show, but, you know, I ran into him. Yesterday was Sunday, right? I yeah. ran into him in Abbeville, and i tell you what I want to do. If I got to put pillows under here, whatever, to make me just look like this, <laughs> I want to do it because he's no bigger than Tank Gary. If you see this kid, he's no bigger than Tank Demirius Terry or whatever. Well, he's got speed. That's he, he is. He's got he that speed. Gone. And that might have been that's the winning that's the winning play of the game. And like I said, Abbeville, Stan, you already you alluded to it. We've all alluded to the fact that there there's going to be issues at special teams this year. I see it more so on kickoff. Um, and that you know, Jamie's one of those coaches that doesn't mind anyway. He he likes the ball in his hands instead of playing defense. If if I can't get it past the twenty, I might onside kick a couple of these balls, especially when you've already got a lead in a game. I don't think it's any kind of disrespect to the other team. It's just the fact that I don't have a kicker that I can get it where it needs to go to. Uh, that especially with the rules the way they are now about you know picking it up, running, and everything else. But other than that, but like I said the other night, I. I think Abbeville McCormick is going to be a key game this weekend. I wouldn't be stunned. I, I, well, yeah, I would. Wouldn't you, Coach? But you got you got Carson Norman. You got, you got Gavin Calhoun, who had that uh, 45, 46-yard dash at the end to, for the winning touchdown. Cam Durant, Akin Durant, all for all McCormick. Right there. So, if McCormick can pull a couple of linemen, and then you got uh, Stevens, at quarterback, who's a who's a senior this year. He's been starting since he was a, a sophomore or freshman, kind of like Kamar Griffin, but – that could be a pretty good game with the special teams being the way it is. I still look for Abbott to win the game, but, I mean, a kinder, he's got the speed that Norman's got. Well, I think I think what you're going to see out of Abbeville is uh, not being able to flip the field. If they run up against a team that can stop them offensively and put them in a hole, and, and by in a hole I mean maybe on their 30 or inside the 30, and Abbeville have to punt, and the guy's getting the punt off from the 20 or the 23 or the 25, and that punt doesn't get but to midfield. It don't take long for some of these high school kids to go 50 yards. And to continue to have to face, put, and, and we all agree that Abbeville defense looks pretty solid. They've got some people back there with some oh, speed, gosh. and they got some people. Harris, Marcus Leach, yeah, Jay yeah. Lewis or Jay but Harris. How much? How much of that can they take? Pounding after pounding, when the offense gets kind of bogged down a little bit, and they're having to rely on special teams, and you can't go for it on fourth and five from your twenty. Now Jamie may may be a coach, but I think he's still going to be wanting to punt that ball. And when he can't get it to the 50-yard line and all of a sudden the other team's coming right back at him, uh, it's going to be a, a, an issue and there's going to be some games that are going to be a lot closer than what Jamie would like for him to be uh, because of the punt game, because of the the extra point field goals. Uh, it's going to make mean, a lot had, closer, tighter right, games. Than he had to. two the other night. Uh, one, the kid barely got it through the uprights. The second one, he hit the defensive <laughs> lineman in the chest with it. I mean, 
I, to me, I it makes it easier. To me, it makes it easier as a coach, and, and we know to Jimmy, go for two. Yes, go for two. <laughs> no, to go for everything. Yeah. If I'm not sure about a punt getting blocked, now you're getting back into the PC coach. Of we <laughs> no, don't no. have a punt. No. Now you know. Well, I'm gonna tell you something, coach. I mean, and you've been coaching a lot more years now, but Coach Nichols, if you got the punting group that we saw, go mm. for that thing, man, because you can get ten yards. You got to cloud us behind you. That yeah. punter may not get it there. All yeah, right. We, but we, I would we, go for two after. I mean, just because yeah, it's, you it's, it's go, something that yeah. you got. Unless they got a good couple of weeks coming up. And that could be the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, this kid had had all summer. I mean, the coach's son kicked until, you know, this year. And, I mean, but for that to be a weakness for Abbeville, that's not a big deal. You know, there are a couple I, people that think that Jay Hill's the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the Lakelands. And mm-hmm. I, and you would probably – you can see you that. You may be right. Because, uh, that's, that's, like I said, we've got several that – uh, we haven't flipped yet, but I, I still say I think that that Blake uh, Braden Mitchell's probably the best one I'm gonna see this year, probably. But, but I think that on the flip side, you start looking at Emerald, and Emerald looks like they're gonna be a solid team this year. And yeah, we've gone through the conference that they're in, but two of the top dogs in that conference now they may be top dogs again this year. They lost a lot of ball players. Emerald was a real young team last year. And they still got a little bit of youth to them this year. But come together with the offensive and defensive line, I think they've got enough of weapons on the offensive side. And the defensive side, I think they're going to be able to come up and smack you in the mouth and, and play that Emerald defense. And as opposed to Emerald, they do have a little bit of a kicking game. So that they might be able to flip some fields and score a few points at the other yeah, team may not. I, 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 when you look at it, I also think that uh, that that region as a whole is a lot closer, closer than it was right. last year. Yeah. With you mentioned Clinton losing, I know yeah. Chester's got a, a couple of their of offense, but they lost a lot on defense, defense. that's yeah. coming back. So it, this may be a closer gamble may, for them yeah, or this, chance for them this, to get second. Yeah, this and may, a little higher. This may seating. go down to the. It may be from the first game to the last. We don't know who's going to be in number one spot. And you could get to the last game of the season, and all of a sudden you got a three-way tie for first in that region. Yeah, what you just said, Tom's right. I don't know if y'all caught – I caught the WSPA high school preview show. And they were talking about 29 for Clinton, 22 for Chester. That's a lot of players. That's a lot of to players. To not have that you had last year. And Corey Fountain, I like the way he addressed it. He says, well – I could be panicking, but I got, you know, one of my running backs back, and I got a quarterback that's got a lot of experience, and they blame it, our defense will be all right, and that's where he's going at it. And, I, you know, the one thing I like what I saw with, with Key Holloway passing, I just saw a lot of passes drop. Um, I know they're trying to set up a lot of plays outside, um, which we would call like little bootleg reverses and stuff like that. But, man, go back to the basics. Run that dang ball because um, I think – that line's going to be pretty good. I think and, line, I, and I think they'll yeah. be able to get the ball through. And like I said, Key Holloway's got enough experience to him now. And they're just waiting on that one slot guy to, to step it up and say, hey, throw it to me. Let me get it. I'll catch it if you get it close. Get it to me and I'll catch it. That's, that's the great Well, we know so. Jordan Green is the real deal. Yep. <laughs> we yeah. saw where he can get in the – you know, you play a zone against him, he's going to find the open field. And that's what they're going to need. And they will and get Foster it. as well. So. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the, what I was thinking about Foster too. But 
like I said, a good scrimmage though. I mean, because going into the scrimmage, I probably was like, "Well, this won't be very good." And then yeah. you get and you you look out there and you see all the players for Emerald. I'm like, "Wait a minute, they got a lot more than Abbeville's got this year." And you see the coaches right over there beside us for Abbeville. They're like, "We weren't expecting this." And you're right when you got a union and you got some um, is. Um, Woodruff. Woodruff is who I was thinking about. Because they're probably to me, Woodruff's going to win that region uh, well, right now. So. Yeah. yeah, unless unless you have what you need to happen right here, but I, I'm not counting Corey Fountain and them guys out now. Chester, I, they didn't. They kind of surprised me last year anyway. Well, I think Clinton still got a chance. I think you better still watch out for them. I think Emerald has enough players <laughs> that they're, they're building for the future, and uh, uh, with that many players on the team. If you can keep that many players happy with playing time, you're gonna win a lot of ball games. <laughs> you're gonna win a lot of ball games. And we we like the coaching staff, so yeah, <laughs> yeah they, do, they do a good job. The yeah. uh, other game had to be the Greenwood '96 game, and this was one that uh, ended up being a 10 to seven win for the uh, Greenwood Eagles in this one, on part thanks to uh, uh, Piontek's. Uh, Heroics there at the end with three seconds to go in order to get the field goal. 33-yarder, by the way, um, in a pressure situation. So they got challenged early in the season. We've seen uh, that they've almost put it in the end zone. We've gotten it down to, what, the three or four, I think, is where that one kick went in so. the jamboree. So uh, we've, we've got we've got possibility of getting it in the end zone sometime this season, or at least a few times by the end of the season. A jamboree. A jamboree, yes. <laughs> and, to, and to have – I w- I'm going to say probably 20 different posts on Facebook. I know Willie had his angle. That was the first one I saw. Um, I think the Emerald, somebody from the Emerald side over there had posted it. Um, we knew that Piante was going to be the guy going in. And I've yeah. said it all along. And the one reason that I – and Kevin, Kevin, I mean, Kevin does listen to us, Kevin Thomas from Moving the Chains. But he, he's going to have to realize that, when you talk about Lakeland's, we we got best special teams here. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. Between Piontek and Noah Perry and punting the ball and kicking off, I'm telling you, that's where we're going to excel this year is is that we don't, we don't want to rely on the threes, but if we got to get them, we got a kicker that can put it through that upright. We got a kicker that can get them, yep. We want them touchdowns. but And, and then I had another guy ask me yesterday, he says, well, why is it y'all always play with somebody in the playoffs? And I was like, because it's a scrimmage. It's not – you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you want to go out, and, you know, because well, Abbeville does have that philosophy. When, when Jamie played Greenwood last year in the Jamboree, win at all calls, run the score up, do whatever. But you needed that 20 to nothing resounding uh, defeat. Would I like to see them separating, you know, Mitchell out at quarterback? Yeah, I'd love to have seen that. But you don't want to get any players hurt. Yours team are there. That's the key. You want to go into a scrimmage and come out healthy. You don't want to go out there and just try to be, beat the brakes off somebody and then you lose a quarterback or you lose a receiver or, or a tank, Gary, uh, which has had trouble before. But um, all in all, I thought it was a great game. We got tested. We saw where we – Secondary is going to have to pick it up a little bit because that one play that, that he threw that little – I'm not going to say it was a Hail Mary, but it was, I mean, what, 30 yards probably? And yeah, 30, kind of a deep and, post. And he got beat on the play. And, I mean, we that, those are things that Zach Calhoun, like today, like these, these boys are going to hope it starts raining here in about 5, 5.30 because Zach's going to have them out there. And they better be ready to run their tails off because that's one thing we know about, you know, Zach Norman is he's not a perfectionist, but if, if he teaches it and you don't do it, you practice it until you do, and th- these kids are going to be ready. I that's what I can't wait to see about next week. 
I mean, against an AC Florida team when you really got live play, game play, as we talk about. But um, all in all, great scrimmage, great jamboree. And to the ones that decided they didn't want to play here because they were worried about their safety, come on, Coach Young. I I, I love Coach Young, but for him to make a statement like that is, I mean, I've been to a salute and I worried about myself. <laughs> so, I mean, they handled it good last year, I thought. I don't know if you could have done any more than what was done at Greenwood uh, than you would have anywhere else. And just to see coaches that pull their teams from jamborees because of what happened, I think it was a little bit unfair. But, you know, they don't have to be invited back, so we'll find some other oh, teams. They'll probably be invited back. And well, we'll see what happens but the later. one thing, getting to back to the Greenwood 96 game, I think we saw one of the better quarterbacks in this area in Mitchell out of yeah. 96. The kid is the real deal. He can make the throws. And take uh, the hit. And take the hits. And we just hope that he can stay healthy for the whole season. Uh, get him a little bit more help down there, Coach. He's going to need a little bit more help somewhere. Uh, find you another receiver. Find you a decent running back. Uh, work on that line a little bit. Let's keep this guy upright and throwing the ball. And you can win a lot of ball games because he's definitely the real deal. And if you – get a chance to go out and see a 96 game, pay attention to this quarterback. He's good. He's going to get that recognition that he needs. Yep. The hit you're referring to is Brendarius uh, Irwin, which I think is going to probably be another one of our defensive guys on the line uh, to to put the pressure on these quarterbacks and stuff. Um, and, and there, again, you know, we reload at defense. I mean, we lose old Cord Morton. Uh, i got to come up with something from Brendarius. Um, I guess – We'll, we we'll can't call him Brandywine. We'll, have to, we'll have to talk to the kids and see what they're calling everybody. What they want. Uh, but. You know, we saw Holloway just – he's going to be a man on the field at that defensive end. Uh, we saw him play a little bit uh, Friday night, not a whole lot. 96 couldn't stop him. If he, if, he had, if he wanted to get to Mitchell, he could get to Mitchell at just about any time. Uh, and our – and for the biggest part, the biggest part of the night, we we covered up the receivers well. But the one thing I saw is we had a couple of people that came up and just said, I'm going to smack you in the mouth because you're the other team. And we laid, <laughs> we laid the love on a few of them. And I think we're going to see more and more of that as the season goes on, that old Greenwood defense where we're going to come up and we're going to hit you. You might beat us in the scorebook, but you're going to be – Feeling it tomorrow morning. I think that's what we liked last year. Yeah, in, in a little bit of a way, and the, the last the way the last game went, that was just for me. It was heartbreaking because we had played so well right. all year, and then you get up here and Northwestern just and they're a great football team. They'll be back. I can pretty much guarantee you, but. To get smacked in the face and beat the way you were beating that playoff game and then, you know, that little ride back home, I mean, that, that was just disappointing. I think that's just – there again, Zach Norman and Coach Liner and the rest of these guys, that's their way of saying, we're going to change it up a little bit. Let's flip it. And like I said, special teams, I feel like we're going to probably have the advantage every time we play it. And I, that's one thing we hadn't had since. Who was the, the kicker? Uh, from a couple of years ago that we had that could like put it into – that could like put it in, in the end zone. Yeah. They could get to the end zone, and, and that changes the whole script when you're playing high school football if there's no return. 
I mean, if you put it in the end zone every time, that, that changes the whole philosophy of a game. You know? well, same with the punt. I mean, if you can yeah. go 35 to 35, I mean, that's that works in your favor. And I'm not trying to put any pressure on Perry because we know that there's no pressure on that kid. He's like uh, – they, they blitzed like six guys at him last year. He looked for a minute, and his, it's like he was a deer in the headlight, and he's like, man, y'all some crazy fools coming at me. <laughs> and he still rolls one of those rugby-style kicks up about 40 yards and flips the field. And so the coach realized there's no need to try to rush this kid because he's not going to get rattled. But, um, like I said, we correct a couple of things. Like, last year we put the, the snapper's going to be a key this year. Uh, we're putting balls like, when we get in shotgun, putting it on the ground, and, and we're punting a couple of balls that went that rolled to the kicker last year. Correct the simple mistakes. And, and like I said, that's, that's where we're going to improve, I hope, is that line play because we, we lost so much on that line. I mean, we can start from, from Noah Kastner and work that way all the way down to get the defensive cord more than the rest of the guys. And all you can say is, man, this lineup that I'm looking at right here, like Brendarius Irwin and the rest, Nemo Cook's back. And, I mean, it's guys that we know. And like I said, I think Michael Holloway, that is another one that's going yeah. that Kevin Thomas is going to hear about from our area especially because he should definitely be on that defensive list as a linebacker. He's more of a he, – he's almost like a set lineman, uh, pass edge rusher than he is a, a linebacker, but he can play both positions. So he's going to be a leader of our team. Uh, last year we called – what's that kid's name? They went to Syracuse, uh, Josiah <laughs> Jeffrey. I think it might be Mike Holloway because you and I called Mike Holloway a bunch last year too. But um, really good player, a lot of experience, and that's what it's going to key to help the younger guys get to play better. And there again, when you got a, a third down and you know you got a Mike Holloway over here that's going to put that pressure on you, that changes the concept of a coach's play call, maybe, to know that Mike's over there waiting and he's got chomping his teeth. Well, I think FCA uh, camp also, Holloway, was named best defensive player uh, that was out there. So he's got that credit going with him. Builds him up a little bit, but, uh, you know, he well, learned a lot. The, the accolades will come to yeah. the young man all season long. Uh, and while we're talking accolades, y'all don't forget, Next Monday, first Greenwood Touchdown Club meeting. So if you hadn't joined, come Monday. All the coaches will be there. And we got a lot of new coaches that's going to be interested to see what they want to say. I can't wait to find out. Yep. <laughs> but particularly Mr. Bennett, I think. And then you got Sorrow over yeah, at Dixie. Yeah. Um, Collier at McCormick. You got a lot of new guys. I want to see what Sorrow can say about it. You know, they're doing some renovations over at Dixie. They're, they're tearing down the old eighth grade wing, and a lot of buildings over there are going to be building new. Well, one of the things that got torn down was the Dixie weight room. Mm -hmm. So Coach Starr had to work his magic and get find a weight room where the, where the kids could lift weights this summer. He was able to work out a deal with Erskine. But now that the Erskine team's back, Dixie doesn't have a weight room anymore. So <laughs> if you see them boys out there picking up pine logs and – and Game cinder tires and, and stuff and cinder blocks <laughs> with a broomstick between them, you know what they're doing. So that'll build them up. Yeah, it'll build them up. And yeah, the guest artist is the coach's next. It's a it's a touchdown club, as you said. And, um, like I said, it's you know, I really the first time I ever went was with y'all last year, and I had a good time. And like like it stands always time to get a great meal. First meal is chicken, right? Yeah, okay, fried so, chicken, sports so, breaks, fried chicken. So, so uh, if if you're familiar with our, the chicken at sports break, then yeah, come on out. It's a full meal and and good times, and you get to hear coaches and and, and I'm kind of like you, Tom. I, I really want to hear Bennett because if you listen to the Moving and Chains interview with him, that changed the whole concept for me because I'm an off. I, I love offense. I mean, I you know I'm too. I was too little to play defense back in the day. I'd be pretty good now, but. Um, 
to hear a coach like him and the Bose, they just get you where your blood's pumping. You're ready to run through that wall right there uh, to, to play for them. And that's how Bennett was in that interview. And he says, oh, they're going to want to play football or they're not going to play football. You're not going to show me anything. I'm not going to look at you anymore. I'm going to tell you, go get a, a clerk, I mean, a, a bagging job at Piggly Wiggly or somewhere because I only want players on my team that want to play. He said, and that's what I think is great. And that's why, you know, I remember, Stan, when you, you were at Carolina the other year, you and Willie, I think, on the sidelines. It was not Braden Mitchell, one of the kids that was there. Yeah, he was on the And sideline. he's, what, six, what, two, six, three, didn't you uh, say? He's he's a tall youngster. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the key that's going to help them out over there. And that might be the one player that they need because they got pain at running back also. Mm-hmm. And the receiver's pretty good. So, um, I, I was fairly impressed with 96. And, I mean, I think they're going to build it back the right way. Uh, the coach was there previously. Remember the touchdown club last year? He had to kick seven guys off of that football team. That's not easy to do when you start the season to start with seven in a hole that you don't have on that team because they were knuckleheads and doing silly things. But uh, I think Bennett's not going to put up with it either. But I think they got a great head coach. And I, I think they could be competitive this year. I really do. And I think that's going to be the game of the week next week. Emerald taking on 96 here in the Lakeland. This has got to be the game of the week by far. Yeah, you're probably right. We'll see what happens. Greenwood gets AC floor. We'll talk more about that on Monday or uh, Thursday's show. <laughs> it gets a little closer. Um, you look at the 1A. Uh, Dixie's going to be at Crescent on Friday night. Um, McCormick at Lincolnton or Lincoln County. And where Shoals uh, – whoops, I'm on the wrong week. Hold wrong on. Week. Hold yeah, on. McCormick and Abbeville. Yeah. Calhoun yeah, Falls at Blacksville, Hilda. Yeah. Um, in that regard. And then, uh, of course, Christchurch is in that region. They go to Gray, which will be another fun one to watch. And then uh, Whitmire is at Weir Shoals, so another new coach there at Weir Shoals if, as well. If Christchurch decides to go to Gray. If they decide. They yep, we know the high school Gray. league isn't going to find them if they decide yep. to forfeit. So, yep. uh, <laughs> You know, I don't ever stand up for Jerome, but, man, I'm going to stand up out of my chair and clap for Jerome <laughs> on that decision. Man, these collegiate teams want to come in and run the show. Uh, you know, good job by the committee there. Um, if you don't want to play them and you want to drive to it, that's your decision, and you shouldn't be fine if you don't want to play them because of unfair recruiting practices and everything. So, like I said, Coach Liner, you want to ride a bus around neighborhoods picking up people for breakfast? I have no problem with you doing that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're right. We've talked about it already, Tom. 1A, 2A, 3A, those are going to be the three main classifications for me this year because – who can jump in there and, and beat Southside Christian Christchurch? Who are those teams going to be? The only other, some of the other ones I can think about would be, um, let's see, um, St. Joe's, which is right in the back door of the other two anyway. And then 3A is going to be just a blast this year. If 4A can combine it and get to where we can, hope it can get the to. The state of 4A is unreal. Oh, it yeah. is. That's what I mean, I'm saying. I mean, Northwestern and South Point and Greenwood and Greenville and, and the list goes on. West side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it's going to be competitive. I'm not saying. I'm just saying which classification is going to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, down in Midlands, you're already seeing it at 5A level because for the first time since I remember playing, being at Greenwood, I remember Irmo saying, who is Dutch Fork anyway? Y'all ain't nothing. Look at our quarterback, A.J. Brand, you know. And, I mean, Dutch Fork's got their own quarterbacks too. But um, I like the chirpiness that you you seeing from Irmo again. and Irmo and Lexington now that Dustin Curtis is coaching. You got a chapin. You yeah. got – Basically, I, <laughs> I see her walking down there. She was, she high there <laughs> River Blood, Blythewood, all of those teams down that Midlands. But, uh, yeah, football season's here. And, I mean, we're right around the corner. We'll get to see a good quarterback next week in Heath Mosier uh, at Flores. So, um, 
It's going to be good. Saying you get anything out of the uh, – I got a little bit out of the Pigskin Classic at Calvin Falls Friday night. I didn't see uh, a whole lot. So, I know that, um, it, you know, Anderson played in it, Greenwood Christian played in it. And let's see, Dixie Greenwood Christian, Anderson, and uh, Calvin Falls. And it looks like Dixie went 2-0 and in that thing. So, they won two, and then I think Greenwood Christian won the other two. So, Coach Theus is, is happy with Calvin Falls. Now, if he says that touchdown club meeting, I don't know, but he in the in the paper he had, and and there again, I got this from the external, but and it was about as long as it is on mine. So, uh, and that was in the musing today. What do you call it? Monday muse. Yeah. So that that would should it? Well, they don't have the weekend paper anymore, but um, I I think anything that Kevin Paul can can put out there and they're competitive at is an improvement from the last two years. And I think that's what you're going to see in that coaching change that you saw. Um, we've already heard that um, – what's the name of the quarterback coach? Um, Bryant. Kelly Bryant. Bryant Kelly Bryant. Um, yeah, so that will be a key help. I mean, because think about – you think about Calvin Falls, that's where you think about all the Bryant kids, Martavius and now Kelly. They got cousins. I mean, so – it, and their that cousins may, have cousins. That may be the one thing that they're looking at now is getting back out there and we're going to yeah. create Calvin Falls like it was 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. And that could be huge for that school, even though they are what they call a charter school now. That could be huge for Calvin Falls. So those McCormick games and those, you, you might better be ready for Dixie and everybody else because that might be the one thing they're looking at doing. So I didn't know yeah, if you had a whole lot. Stand. I know you're the Dixie man and you keep up with it, but uh, – they did have their own classic, and they did get it played, played. before it rained out. So, yep. before it rained, not rained out. But uh. all right, good deal. Uh, some other things that are going on. I know Greenwood High has a few events that are happening this week. They got uh, girls uh, volleyball down at Fox Creek, and a may scrimmage going on. Then the swim teams for Emerald and Greenwood both have uh, a meet this Wednesday. They actually start, so their first meet uh, will be at Newberry of all places. So they'll get yeah, to I think uh, the ladies' tennis team has a. Uh, scrimmage or something tonight. Yep, they're they're playing tonight, five o'clock over at Lander. Yeah. Uh, they'll be at the Lander courts. That'll be out there. And then um, let's see later on uh, during the weekend after the ball game Friday night, uh, they've got multiple teams. They're going to be at the Powdersville Jamboree for volleyball. So Greenwood and Emerald will be, probably be out there doing that as well. Um, and then there's also a swim meet Saturday, a splashdown out of Middle Tiger up there. Uh, in Spartanburg. So um, that'll be fun for them as well. So two meets, swim meets yep. uh, for the teams this this week. Too bad we ain't got a place here to let them swim. But anyway. Yeah, well, I'll, you know, I'll, if, I can, if I'm free, I'm going. <laughs> 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 just just because I'm one of those swim nerds. That's that's about it. So oh, no, You got your own show that your wife heard you on anyway. So you, you, got, you cleared the path right there, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you cleared your own path. Um, and by the way, talking about uh, volleyball, the Lady Vikings volleyball team this past Saturday had their invitational that was there. They took second. Abbeville ended up winning the first time they've ever won at the Emerald Invitational that was there. But congrats to them. Uh, Abbeville went 2-0, Dixie 2-0, and Thornwell went uh, 2-0. The Vikings went 3-1 and in that process. So, And, we'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit because Thornwell's re- resurrected their football team an- another time or now, as I should say, and that they'll, you know, they're playing 1A, and you'll be hearing about them a good bit this year as they play the McCormicks and the Dixies and the Orr Shoals and Calum Falls and the rest of them. But, uh, yeah, they're starting to come back in all of the sports, and that, that's good to see. Fun to see. Lots of fun. Oh, I, we forgot to mention, uh, speaking of jamborees, Lawrence went up to uh, Fort Mill 
ended up playing up there. Just to give them a little credit, they had uh, they beat Fort Mill 17-7 to uh, in that one. The Raiders took uh, the lead on a 50-yard pass play from Fowler to Godwin, made it 10-7 at that point, um, and then they just went on to win another TD pass from Fowler. Uh, went for 33 yards uh, again this time to Josh Goodwin. Um, PATs were both good in that one. But their first touchdown, all the all the touchdowns seemed to happen right there in that first quarter. <laughs> they had a whole slew of them that went back-to-back uh, in that one. Fort Mill got on the board first uh, with a pick six. First Ooh. time that that has happened for them in three years, I'm told. Who, so. who does Nick Fowler remind you of? You don't have to go back but a year. James Rawl. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he was an understudy to James Rawl, and he plays well. And like I said, I, that's another name that you're going to see on that watch list at quarterback is Ed Lawrence this year for the Raiders. All right, four days and counting. That's yep. what we got till uh, the official start kickoff. Boy, it's going to be fun Friday at 7.30, isn't it? <laughs> Things get on their way and get started. It'll start a little bit early for me and you. I, but, uh, I'll have the, the goosebumps will be erased. They'll I should have left my hair on my head. <laughs> I should wear a cap. But, uh, yeah, it's football time. And I, and I just, like I said, we, we love it every year. We're, we're, we're blessed. Uh, we're, Stan, we're blessed to get to do what we do. Um, because in a million years, I never thought I would have the opportunity to broadcast my alma mater. And it's been just crazy. Uh, I did have an opportunity about 15, 20 years ago at your high school. At, at Waterboro, the board, the Bulldogs, um, <laughs> and that it just fell through, and probably a good thing, or they probably got taken off the radio anyway. But um, yeah, it's going to be exciting times. We're going to enjoy doing what we're doing, and uh, like I said, Coach Liner's going to put a good class up on that field, and uh, and Emerald's going to have good years, and so it's just time to play ball. Talk about it afterwards. All right. Well, let's see if we can bring our special guest in, shall we? With We're, his chair. Come on we'll we'll bring his chair. In, I keep uh, alluding we'll to him anyway because I want him to talk to me about – I know that he has a son that plays at Emerald also, so I don't want to leave Emerald out in anything I'm talking about. So. <laughs> He's a little bit bigger than I am. You're right. but Just a little bit. But I'm sure we're going to talk a little more round ball than we are oblong ball. <laughs> no, because no, you said it for me last time. So. Well, I, I – you know, I, you had told me that and. And Sam had just signed, signed his, yeah. his NIL deal. so That's why know. I said what I said before. <laughs> <laughs> but Sam Pickney joining us now here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. And Mr. Pickney, so glad to have And I enjoy catching up with you before we got on. But you, you have been a busy man. Yes, very busy uh, with the organization and basketball, which is done. So <laughs> we're done with basketball right now. Uh, we just uh, we're just basking in our accolades as far as uh, teams and organization, and now I'm, we're in football mode. So you know, I got um, I have just as you as you alluded to, I have a son at Emerald, and I had a son that went to Greenwood High. So uh, so I, I think I'm gonna have to get one of those shirts that that's, that's, that has one on the front and one on the back. Hey, I, I, you don't even have to worry about doing that, man. Because the Talk elder, to Mrs. the elder, Philly, she's got one that. The elder son's the one that we that a lot of people do remember. And Sam, um, you you just need to worry about the coastal stuff now because he is he is a player at coastal. But tell me a little about of uh, what are some of the similarities to your younger son that's an emerald. To, to Sam when he was at Greenwood. Nothing. There's nothing like Okay, so. <laughs> nothing. Is it, both, so he's his old man. He is, and he chose he chose Emerald. Um, uh, Lucas, Lucas Pinkney, that's that's his name. And uh, he chose Emerald to be his own, I mean, like his own type of friends, his own. You know, he uh, he went to Westview, and they did very well. They went undefeated last year. So 
uh, a lot of those guys, you know, migrated to Emerald, which, you know, he wanted to, he, you know, had a decision. Him and it's, it's funny because somebody was with Sam, um, Day Day Dean, that was a, a yeah. deuce lineman. Yeah. His brother is Chris Dean, two different, two different types. Day Day was a defensive lineman, fullbacks, slash linebacker. And his brother's a running back and was at, uh, at Westview. And he chose, he did the same thing, him and Lucas. Both had brothers that went to Greenwood High, and he chose Emerald. So they both go to Emerald, and they, you know, two different positions. Uh, Lucas is an offensive lineman, and uh, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's working, getting stronger, and stuff like that. And he wants to make his own niche that way. And, you know, Sam was off, uh, obviously a wide receiver at Greenwood High. So, well, so. With, with Lucas, was going to the weight room for the first time a little bit intimidating, or yes, Debose because he he pushes. My thing, my thing is, yes, it was, it was very, it's an experience for Lucas. And, and now he's at the point now where, because we, because what we were doing and traveling all the time, we didn't have a wide membership. Lucas wants a wide membership so he can go in there and continue to work out and get stronger. That's all he wants to do. You know, besides the push-ups and sit-ups, you know, that he wants to go and start getting in the weight room more and do that. And um, I think he wants to work with a trainer also, so. We're up in the air about that, you know. We're gonna pay for a trainer and YMCA. <laughs> Are you gonna go in there and grind like you're supposed to, and like that? And um, and you know, work ethics uh was a little bit different. Sam, Sam is, Sam was different. He's not was. Sam is different, you know. Um, and you know, like, and even different from when I was. I played. Um, you know, I get up at four o'clock in the morning, go work out. Nah, that wasn't me. I just, I was good. I'm there I was with good. you. But I, just, I wouldn't. But, like, Sam would do that. Now I'm starting to see that with Lucas. Lucas will never do that. But now he'll get up early. He'll go outside and play basketball. And if he misses a shot, he'll run around the house. I'm starting to see his work ethic, you know, like that. And, you know, that's where it may, it may be a little bit more similar, stuff like that. So I just wonder if it was a little bit of, that, of your pedigree, of course, that it would be in both of your boys. No, nah, my, my boys, they play in offense. They ain't no pregnant. <laughs> I play defense. I was a linebacker. They have that far. I, I'm totally just – I couldn't get me a linebacker for, uh, for nothing in the world. They're going to want to play offense. Gosh. That's unusual because, like I said, all I've dealt with since I've been doing Greenwood football is the best quarterbacks and running backs want to play defense. <laughs> So I, I, that's well, I'm fighting it during the player of the game. You all picking <laughs> offensive players, and I'm the one sitting on the defensive. Well, side. I'm gonna come up there. So <laughs> I'll I'll play, the I'll players are there. Well, look, we don't have to worry about this year. Then there won't be no vote. It'll be number seven, Michael Holloway. <laughs> what, what did I say when we came here? That's the first thing I said. You did. We didn't talk about the offense. We talked about nothing. I said, hey, that number seven, that Holloway kid is a stud. Mike Holloway's <laughs> probably one of the better players we watched, like Josiah was last year for us. But I mean, yeah, it's just. I mean, I'm excited. You're excited for football. And, I, uh, and so, uh, I, but I do have to give a shout out to my my seventh graders in uh, basketball. They're um, we, like when you go into basketball, you have to do a search engine, and we usually use exposure basketball. And that's I mean all across the nation, they they have all different groups, and they and and found out that they did rankings for power teams. Our seventh grade in South Carolina elite family, our seventh grade is the number one team in the nation as far as power ranking. They have a 20-3 and three record overall for the season. And they're number one. I think we're, we should be. The rankings haven't came out yet. But we play big shot um, tournaments, which is uh, it's one of the most famous um, media uh, um, tournaments that's been going around, which we, we intended to play. 
They should be. They were number two uh, two weeks ago. They should be number one. So my seventh graders had uh, they they leaps and bounds. The coaches, uh, father who is in the Hall of Fame in Greenwood, uh, Terrence White Jr. is the head coach, and um, Quan Starks from Abbeville is the um, other coach that helps with this seventh grade, and they've been doing a, 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 a fantastic job with those young men, and I have to give them their props because uh, getting a number one ranking in the nation with teams from like you have seen in Georgia, Virginia. West Virginia, Florida, all over to be number one rated team is 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 astounding. Yeah, and this is the team that liked to run. When yes, I'm, yes. When you yes, yeah. yes. You know, when you actually came to see and they're, they're young guys, they're running. They're they're very skilled, and and I'll tell you, most of them, um, most of them, uh, they're they're starting to excel in you know breaking this mold now into the high school league. You know, um, you know, you know. Still, they have another year of middle school. But you know the high school guys are looking at some of them. We have a, like we have a guard that's like six two, guards could probably go in Greenwood. He's gonna be going Greenwood, and we have um our, the number one guard and probably in in uh big shots and in exposure. Uh, uh, Mary, um, he's he's out of Abbeville. He's he's electric on the football field also. So you know they're they're starting to get their football grind on now. But uh, I just had to give them a shout out because uh, they they did an excellent job this year as far as that. Coach Royce, he might not admit, he might not admit anyway. He's still <laughs> saving you a guy, but I, I want to give you a compliment because I went to a cookout last night in the big city of Troy, and uh, there's a guy named Mike. Probably just went next door. There, no, there, no, there is a guy. His name is Mike Hall. I didn't have to leave the track. I stayed on that side. <laughs> His name is Mike Hall, and he's ever one of the AAs out of Aiken. You may know who Mike is. Yes. And, and uh, it, he says the the problem that we have to play being North Augusta Aiken is there's a team in Greenwood. And I was like, what's the coach's name? And he says, uh, I just call him Mr. Pinckney. And I was like, okay. I said, so I'll be texting him in a little bit and saying, listen, <laughs> we bring the real coaches on podcast, the ones like you, man. <laughs> Do the cookouts, we'll come and eat, but you, we'll, we'll debate and decide if you're coming on or not. But, yeah, he gave you a big shout-out. He was talking about the way that you do things here, and it's the right way, and that was another reason, man. I, anything I've heard about your group, it, it's been top-notch. You can do it the right way. You budget stuff that, that has to be done when you travel time. Yes. To be able to budget, to, to make sure that it's not the kids' money coming out of pocket or their parents' pocket, that's huge, and that's what you do, and that's what I think a lot of the other AAU coaches are starting to see that they've got to do that. Yeah, we, we, we try to, and you know, um, you know, the, the help with the coaches, it's like, we're, and it's not it's not a dictatorship where I'm head of, it's me and the other coaches. We sit there and we talk on the phone, and you know, my my wife is like, oh my gosh, y'all just well worse than than us, you know, women, because we be on the phone for hours and hours talking about we we talk about what direction we're going, we talk about how we went, we talk about the class that we're, you know, we um and you know we 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 want to do things the right way, and I've had issues where I had you know players and stuff like that. Hey, coach, can we pick up such and such to play? And I'm like, well, you know, are they in the eighth grade? Uh, no, they ain't like, but he's little, so they won't know. No, I would know. You know, that's you know th- things like that of that nature. You teaching kids, if you teach them how to cheat, then they're gonna cheat. That's not that's not my part of being a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, or or you know, in, in sports and stuff like that. So you know, we 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 talk about all those things of that nature, and you know, parents do. We do have, um, you know, we're we're a five hundred one three C, and we do we're self supported. You know, so we, you know, we ask, and the parents, they donate, 
you know, um, for their fees and things of that nature for us to play and stuff like that. But everything they understand stays with the organization to help other kids and stuff like that. You know, you know, from you know, from buying waters and stuff like that to our uniforms and things of that nature. You know, so you know, I try to do things the right way and you know, positive attitude and you know, stay positive for the kids so they can see. Yeah. No, I think it's supposed to go. People were seeing it. Like I said, you're starting to change the, the philosophy of other coaches that are out there doing the, the same thing you're doing. And if you're doing it the right way and they see you're doing it the right way, there's no need to try to do the wrong way and come against you because you're not going to win. And they're going to lose every time they play it, you know, when y'all are doing things the right way. But I thought that was funny, a cookout, and I I get a guy pop up, and I was like, don't you do AA? And he's like, yeah. But he said, we're really good. I said, you're not that good. And, and like I said, when he told me, then he realized who I was talking about because he says, oh, I know what you do for a living. And I was like, I, I said, well, I just know people that, that do things the right way. But, uh, yeah, we had a good conversation about you. So next time, you are invited to the cookout, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> so with your team now, what was the kid that came on? Is he still with you? Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma, Isaiah Scott. Scott. Now, he actually, he actually, um, like, he did come. He He's always on the team. So we, we just don't. But he went and played with uh, another group, and, you know, he, he was doing some of the same things. He came back and played with us in the tournament. We won the silver championship, too, with him, stuff like that. He was going to play with us in uh, nationals, but because of other obligations, he usually goes back home to Oklahoma okay. with his family. His, bro, his, uh, his cousin and him are, like, one and two best in, in almost baseball and basketball. And he went back out there, and they won a the championship by there also. And the time, and his, because his mother worked, he couldn't come back and play. But he, he – um, and, you know, even when he came back, hey, coach, are we going to have another – you're going to have another tournament with your place. You know, I always buy extra jersey for him. So, <laughs> this, that's not a mistake, this. You know, this kid was starting reason. starting at Greenwood Christian as an eighth grader and was averaging almost 17 points a game. So, you know, he's a talent in his own. And, and now he, he actually – he's um, his mom sent me a video of him. He uh, went down the middle of the lane and – he got oh, the dunk. He dunked it. Slammed it home. In the game. And, you know, he's he's that he's that good of a talent. So, um, you know, he's always he's always on the roster. Um, I think, I'm hoping that he probably come back because I put together a very, very good eighth grade team. And ninth grade team, I, I think I'll probably be able to make some noise. So, you know, it's, 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 it was a successful year. All the groups and stuff like that. So, well, yeah, because I remember because what you would send me with the scores and the, the trophies and everything, he would get it too. So, yeah, it has been a very, very successful campaign. And, and like I said, do things the right way. You win championships and and you continue to do it. So, man, all we say is keep it going when season starts back around. Yep. Um, and we also our girls, our girls won. We have fourth grade girls that actually did well. They first year put them together. And I'm talking about I had 10 girls that come out there, and I was really happy about that. And they, they was either in the championship or they won the championship. And they, they, did, they, did, they did well. They did well. You know, and uh, that was Coach uh, Sammy Head. He used to be a big-time basketball player and football player out of Abbeville also. And he I, actually yeah, did I remember really well. Him. So, um, you know, it's very successful campaign. Hope we can continue and stuff like that. And, you know, um, I, my only thing is now, I want to transition to football. Let's do it. It's football season. Go ahead. <laughs> I love football. I was unable to really come to a lot of games because, like, my son goes to Coastal. So, Fridays I go down to the low country because it's easy for us to go to, you know, go to um, um, Conway from, you know, from there, stuff like that. And and uh, so I miss a lot of games on Fridays. So, but I think I'm going to bite the bullet. I guess I'll I'm, I'm make my wife drive and uh, we'll go to the games. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll go to the game and I'll make her drive early in the morning or whatever to get to the games and stuff like that. I was going to say, you got to be in Emerald too now. So. I know. I know. <laughs> well, Emerald's on Thursday. Emerald's on Thursday. And, uh, and, um, uh, that'll be good, but you know Friday we'll end up leaving after the football game and probably try to get the games on Saturday. Awesome! Yeah, it'd be fun to <laughs> fun to watch the Thursday night games. The other the other thing is we got a lot of referees that are going to be uh, moving some of these games because there is a shortage of referees this year. So you may see some of the varsity games being played when JV games should be playing, and JV moved back to Wednesdays. That'll so. be a fun part to keep up with, also, oh, Tom yeah. Carroll. So. so games used to be on Wednesday, right? A while ago, they JVs have always been on Thursday, Thursday usually. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so we'll we'll see what what ends up happening. But that's just the word that we got on Friday is just expect some of the games to be moved to Thursday games, particularly in the one A and maybe some of the two A games. Well, I, I and I I feel your pain, brother, because I know what that ride from Greenwood <laughs> to Conway is all about, uh, and that is a long ride to get down there and. Uh, as soon as you get there, just about you're going to the campus and and all, and then the game's over with. Well, do I want to drive four hours? No, I don't want to drive four hours back. They may have to actually move that road if they build some streets to kind of encampus that that stadium a little bit more. Move that road down a little further and. Well, we go down to the low country to break that ride up. It it makes, you know, to be able to go have a nice meal, be able to lay your head down, then get up and go. And then we can decide afterwards, are we going to stay or are we just going to go back to um, our in-laws or my parents' house? So. But you get to visit the grandbabies and everything else, too. Us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's That's why why Mama's all involved in this. And and he knows about that also. But since since we didn't move into that, since you did bring up, uh, you do have an older son in Second Coast. It got me to bring up the roster. And then I'd already heard the first game, which I was like, that can't be right, but it is first game. Yes, sir. It is out west in Los Angeles at – Coastal Carolina plays UCLA, Chip yes, Kelly. Uh, and then uh, Coach Beck in his, in his first season. Uh, and uh, since we're going to go in it, let's just tramps right into it. Um, you'd think a lot about Coach Beck, Coach Trickett, who's, who your son's been with for a long time. Um, I just learned today Xavier Dyes, the running backs coach at Coastal. Um, so it's going to be an exciting year. It's a great schedule. We've already looked at the schedule. And it's, there, it's a really good football schedule. But we, we like fun belt anyway. Right. Fun Belt's probably one of my favorite ones. And now I'm going to let you allude into something that that I don't particularly participate in. Um, <laughs> let's talk NIL because your son was very fortunate now. And I, now here's the thing, though, Tom. I've always been kind of level-headed about the fact that if it's – if we could regulate across the board, um, in this situation it goes to your son, like you said, he's already got a family. Yes. So, so he's set to graduate on time. Uh, he already graduated. He's already graduated, he's, so he's going to graduate on time. <laughs> a little <laughs> early. Yeah, yeah post-graduate. Early. Now we're going to and, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the right way to do it. And like I said, if, if, if Spencer ever graduates, I'll get off his back. But um, tell me about the deal. I don't – the money and all we don't need to know about. Uh, just just tell me that uh, the group that it's with. and Because, and, like I said, it's good to see because we know about Grayson McCall. I mean, mm-hmm. the quarterback always gets to love for some reason. That's why I always want to be the quarterback. But – um, and his deal with um, 
Darlington oh. Speedway. Now, I am going to be jealous when he starts driving a pace car down there in, in, <laughs> in Conway on Ocean Boulevard. That, that'll make me a little upset there. But um, just tell me a little bit about Sam's deal. And I know Sam he, was going to come on with us, but there again, he's got kids. So he's yeah, he, had, with he, that. he had meetings all day. He had meetings all day. And then he had, to, you know, had to, he was going home and stuff like that. So um, that's why he, 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 when he called me, he said he, you know, hey, another time probably. Um, but I want to give a shout-out to another kid that's down there from Greenwood, uh, Braylon Ryan. Braylon Ryan. Braylon Ryan's down there, defensive lineman. And, you know, he should get a lot of burn this year. Um, he's, you know, he should be learning a lot from a lot of – they got a lot of transfer um, from from uh, Georgia Tech. Kid's pretty good, really good. And they got a lot of talent down there. So he should be learning a lot. And, um, you know, he's not a small kid. You know, he's right He's, he's right about – he's about a 6'2", 260. You know, maybe can play some on the outside edge and stuff like that, depending on the speed and things like that. So, shout out to, you know, Braylon Ryan. Um, but well, Braylon so, got playing time last year. Yes. I mm-hmm. mean, he got a lot of playing time last year yep. and uh, played well. Yep. And, uh, and, and you know. And now that Clark Clark is, you know, moving, they have another kid from Georgia Tech. Uh, they got a big 6'5", 320 kid that's, that's, that's playing there. And they have a number 91 that's really good, too. And they, there's, these guys – they're skilled, and, and Braylon, he, he did really well last year. And I think that, you know, now, like you said, experience, another year. Another year in the weight room. room. Yep. yep. So it's it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay dividends um, for him. But uh, Sam Deal had a deal with uh, uh, Phenom. Um, they're, they're like uh, more apparel with gloves and sneakers and things of that nature. And um, uh, he's been winning. He's actually done a little uh, uh, commercial on um, on. I don't know if it was TikTok or if it's uh, Instagram or whatever. He's cute wearing the hoodie and things of that nature. You know, people can look him up. Look him up. Um, he's working, working hard, underscore 15. Um, and, you know, he, he – uh, and then their their collective down there is called Teal Collective. That's, a, um, that's their um, NIL that helps um, all athletes and things of that nature. You can actually get in contact with them, and you can be like, hey, I want to – I want to. Um, I want to send money to um, to Sam. Help. <laughs> we gonna we gonna get all the we gonna get all the Greenwood money to Sam and Braylon. Sam and Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Call it to the collective and send it to them, man. Help them and kids I, out, man. When we get some other That's, kids out here in Greenwood, that, <laughs> they, 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 they should they, be come yeah, get help. help out. Y'all come on down here. We get good money. <laughs> it's called a Till Collective, and they help everyone. And you can you can actually call them, or you can hit them up, and you can designate where where do you want to send your money and things of that nature, and then. You know, it's 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 a it's a good thing, you know, for these kids that you know be able to, um, you know, it helps with his his rent and stuff like that, and you know, uh, other be able to go out and eat and things of that nature. Not, I know it's not the big deals like these uh, power fives are getting or you you pay to play, but um, some of this is really, I mean, the millions and well, I'm gonna I even say billions of dollars that the NCAA and you know some colleges make. I think it's it's good that now that you know the kids can get something and. You know, you don't have to get no strip of paper and go get one burger, you know, in the end of the night, stuff like that. Now you can, you know, if, you know, if, and I do, I do believe that regulations and things that need to be done, um, just jumping in it, you know, because you know what, California, a judge made the order and then the floodgates open, you know, yeah. um, you know, that, you know, you, we don't do anything like that, you know, nowadays. So I don't see why, you know, on the point as far as NIL that they didn't get better looked at. Get lawyers involved. Get it where the kids get it, even, even till. 
if you're making so much money, your jersey and stuff out there, yes, you should get part of that, you know, stuff like this. Um, but there, there should be some ramifications and, you know, some guidelines in which it should make it even for everyone. Cause, because Grayson can't throw uh, a 50-yard bomb to Sam if, if that lineman says ole to a defensive de, nose guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's still going to take you at least – you know, two and a half seconds to drop back and then get that ball off. Mm-hmm. And if it, if a lineman is coming through there, you know, but here it is, you making one hundred fifty thousand, and this lineman is getting, you know, money for Burger King. No, that's not fair. That's not right. We yeah. saw that that's, two years ago. We did Georgia and DJ Uyunglele. I got it right finally after nine. Uh, ukulele man, he had no. I mean, it was like the center looked at the, the nose tackle and said, "Yep, he's driving that nice." Uh, Cherokee sitting out there, and I'm yeah, I'm riding a horse and buggy back and forth to the practice. But snaps on too, buddy. I'll be out your way. Just come right. To the, and I think that's what you have. We joke about it, but I mean, I'm telling you right now, it's I, I, our poor center at Carolina, man. I mean, when Spencer it, Spencer Bubby riding this boy around, I'm telling you because if he didn't, he's gonna. But get on the hit. flip side, <laughs> if I'm at Texas and I'm the quarterback, because you know that dude that. Their collective was paying their lineman fifty grand right. to come to Texas. Yeah. Now, if you're getting fifty thousand and I'm getting sacked, oh, we got an issue. We got a big. <laughs> oh, time we got issue. a big time problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, and that's where I'm gonna go with what I've said to you all along. We're, we're and, and like I said, I did not come up with this terminology. As one of the commissioners, it was the ACC commissioner, um, when he said that we don't have student athletes anymore. We have employees, um, and I, I think that's kind of a bad way to look at this thing. Who does still condone, I mean, uh, keep up with who goes to class and who doesn't? Is it still the coach's responsibility? Are they still looking at it? Or do they care, Mr. Peter? No, they I do. Mean, they, they they have people that, that, that you know, now more technology-wise, it's boom. You know, you have this class, you have this class, you have this class. You know, they're not there. They find out. They go, hey, why aren't you in class? And then, you know, you're held responsible for it. I'm sure you got your little bags like that. that you just stick you know, on there. And then they're, they, have, they have, you know, they hire people – to actually do that because, you know, you hire a coach. You don't have a hire a coach to be a babysitter. You have them to, you know, win games, to fill the stands, and, you know, promote your team as, as best as possible. And he has to do that. Now, him having to follow each kid and stuff like that, that's, you know, that's not even – position coaches, you know, they you know they have on their email, they get reports from, this is person is not like this. Now, I don't know how they discipline. That, that part I don't know. But I know as far as anything else – you know, they're held. Kids are still held at a stand. Yeah, but you still got your like hours. You got to go right. to class, and I mean, yeah, you, right. it has to show up on your spreadsheets and stuff. But we're at the next thing, and we'll get off in our L in a second. But because um, I ask Stan all the time, we're at a point now where it's basically win at all costs. And if you're paying these players to play, and like you were talking about, if that guy's getting fifty thousand at Texas, why am I staying at Carolina and I'm not getting anything? That's the problem, and that's where your transfer portal comes into play. And they offset each other in a lot. I'm okay with the portal because – and I know y'all are because that's where I'll see Coastal now, who was loaded the last two years, Tom Carroll. Look at that roster now and look at where these kids are from. You were talking about the tight end from Notre Dame. Yes, sir. He, he didn't get to play because of the All-American that was there. What's his name? May, May or May, Mayall or something like that, just in the pros now. Um, you got a kid from TCU, Javante, um, Keontae Jenkins, that played on defense for T- TCU last year. He's come to Coastal. And, and Stan always talks about it's a recruiting co- uh, tool to have the beach in your background. I agree with that. If I'm anybody at Michigan, 
get the heck out of Dodge because your boy ain't going to be there much longer. Uh, that's your boy, by the way. And that's Mr. Harbaugh. So anybody that's on that Michigan team, come on down the coastal. Enjoy yourself down here in the south. And uh, I know that your son loves it there. He does. Because uh, he's had chances probably to move. He and Grace, and that's the one thing I will give a testament to. You know, lose your coach and you pick up Coach Beck. That's something right there that, that you had. Sam was there. You had um, the Bennett kid. None of them left when the opportunity was there. Yes. And I'm sure Grace McCall got looked at. I'm, out, I'm sure he did. If you were Carolina and you didn't look at him, you're kind of crazy because, I mean, you know, you still got, you know, Spencer – on that team, and we got some good quarterbacks down there. Um, but that's just a testament to Coach Beck and it's a testament to Coastal Carolina football and Coach Mowgli, who, as I told you earlier, I didn't realize was still there. Yeah, see, oh, Mowgli going to be there for a minute. <laughs> that's, but, but these are kids, too, that are, are dedicated to the school. Mm-hmm. Not only are they dedicated to that sport, they're dedicated. They want to be at Coastal. They want to say, I graduated from Coastal Carolina University and have that diploma on the wall, whereas some of these kids that have transferred three times in three years, they don't want to be there. It's about something else for them. And it's not about football. It's not about going to school. Uh, These kids that are there now, they want to be there, not only for the football, but for the education. And the surroundings aren't bad, but, uh, I mean, as we were talking earlier, Miss I mean, you got to know your way around, and you can be sitting in the parking lot they call 501. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a six-lane parking lot. But uh, you know, I went at a good time of the year because I didn't see none of that traffic there that you were talking <laughs> about right there. We drove right to the university and everything. Bennettsville. Uh, y'all were on, y'all were we were on right 544, there. though. Y'all oh, were okay. on 544. I know which way y'all went. Sam, right. Sam's situation in, in transferring, and you know, people ask me how I feel about it. He, it was, he did not dislike Georgia State. And he enjoyed it. He enjoyed the opportunity. He always give homage to them, you know, no matter what he does. But the direction they were going wasn't going to allow him to make the, go to the next level, okay? Right. So he went to Coastal. And when he went to Coastal, the two different types, you know, Georgia State, more, more in the city, you know, fast-paced, hey, stuff, you know, we do this here. But Coastal was more of like a, what I went to when I went to Presbyterian College. It was a campus. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a campus, a small town. Everybody loved stuff like this, and he, he, he loved it immediately. Right? That I mean, that was he was he was he was hooked on it. And the decision for him to stay again, of course, came from Coach Mowgli, Coach Tim Back, Coach Trickett. You know, I was talking to him, and he ended up staying because he was going to declare. But then he just, he decided he's he wanted to stay there because Coastal was really a good fit for him. He really enjoyed it and the things they was going to do. You know, Simon never got many balls he got. He, his, his body got taken care of. You know, the nutritionist, the, uh, the trainer, the things of that nature all fell into place for him. Like that. And he could have went other places, of yeah. course. But he, he, he's so loyal and he felt, he felt that, you know, not an obligation, but he really enjoyed Coastal. And they could still provide um, a chance for him to go to the next level. Well, he At saw people that were there before him that right. went to the next level and going to the next They were ready when they got there. Yeah. They weren't having to make things up. And another thing with Sam was that Sam, a lot of school wanted Sam to come in May. Sam wanted to go in January so he could finish school. Yeah. That was one of his things. He wanted to stay because I want to I, I'm, I finish school when he first was going to transfer. 
you know, hey man, come in May or like that. But Coastal allowed him, and you know, Jerry Chad, um, Chadwell, he was like, hey, you know, he has a chance. You stay, you you come in here in January, you can start school, and you'll finish education. That was really big on him, and he did. And you know, he, I think he's taking a master program. I know, I know he's he uh, applied for it, so he graduated, and I think he had fill in his application and take master program. So he could be taking classes for, for masters. I'm not I'm not too sure. I know he said that was initially when we had right. talked in the beginning of the year. Uh, I'm not sure if he ended up doing it or not. So but I was real proud of him that he got that degree and, and um you know and then he he wanted to continue his education and and he wanted to stay at Coastal. And, you know, I wasn't mad at him. That's I, the right way though. I mean that's the yes. way you want to do it. You know, that's what you want as a parent. And, you know that's what I hope that and like you like like you said, Coach a lot of people, they do it for the wrong reason. They transfer yeah. the wrong reason and stuff like that. And uh, there's no it's, loyalty it's, there. It's, you know, it's not. And, and you want to play, uh, well, just like Cam and Grace. Now, granted, they're both on the offensive side of the ball. If one doesn't have loyalty to the school, why should I be loyal to him? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it goes back to, like, the NIL. If I'm the <laughs> offensive lineman, you know, I'm making $300 a week. You're making 3000 uh, where's the love, brother? Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got to work it out. But and I think Coastal has done a great job handling all that. Uh, the players seem to want to play for the yep. university. Yep. They don't want to play for now. Yeah, they all want the numbers. Ever, ever, ever player at every position wants the number. But they realize they can get the numbers here if I play within the team and within the team concepts that we have. My opportunities are going to come, and then it's going to be up to me to make the best of it. Right. If, if I don't, then it's on me. It's not because of the school. It's not because of the coaches. It's all on me. This is going to be a good football team this, this year. They're going to be a big football team. They're going I to think be. we got six or seven guys that are on the watch list for different positions. We know Sam. We know Grayson. And every time I see it, it's like, I think about Coastal and I'm like, fun belt, fun belt. And then you start seeing all the players that are uh, that are being nominated for all these spots. This is going to be a really good football team. And if you think you're going to cruise through, you see like you, Chip Kelly, you better look out, man, because you lost your quarterback and he'd been there for, what, 10 years probably. But he was another Stetson Bennett, but he's playing in the pros now. Um, and I think Coastal's going to go out to L.A., and I think they're going to probably maybe surprise somebody because this is a young UCLA football team, and this is a very experienced Coastal football team. Well, Coastal has always shown that they're not afraid to go play anybody, anywhere, anytime. And we're not afraid of you just because you got UCLA on your helmet. You know, <laughs> you put your britches on one leg at a time just like I do. I'm excited, man. Before we get off Coastal, man, let me let me say something to, about my Patriots. I've already told you about it. <laughs> oh, here Listen, we let go. me tell you something. I have. I, but look, Tom Carroll will tell you since C.J. Maribel left. Maribel is the he he, he left stud. and he he goes to the XFL. He does it the right way, and I'm I'm just loving the fact that all these guys are getting picked up on pros. And end of yesterday, C.J. Maribel is now a New England Patriot. Now, let's just not do him like Sony Michelle. Let's, he's got Lamont Stevenson to sit by. Excuse me to sit behind, but what that kid does as a player is phenomenal. I'm glad to have him on my team. Big pickup for our team for as far as Patriots go. And that's all pro we're going to talk about. Uh, you didn't want to get in a quarterback situation? I'm okay with that right now. We, we, <laughs> listen, I will, look, we are going to discuss 
his eagles because his eagles are loaded again. Um, you know, your Panthers are going to be good. They, they just went up against the buzzsaw Saturday. It's nothing, yeah. Well, it's a buzzsaw. I mean, you're going against Nicholas Cage. I mean, the guy's an actor <laughs> and a quarterback. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of these guys, man, that's out there. But I, I like what you're picking to talk about because we're going to end the show with this. But uh, go ahead and you can lead it into it and tell us who we're dealing yeah, with. Well, you know, Nate Hamilton stepped down yeah. as the uh, head coach for American Legion Post-20 Baseball, and, and he did a phenomenal job. I, le- I like the way he <laughs> led the program, and the, um, but he stepped down saying that he felt somebody could go and do a little bit better. And then there's been all kinds of rumors that have been out there. Who's going to be the next coach? And Ty Vines has been, uh, you know, kind of out there saying, hey, we, if you got any idea or know somebody or you would like to coach, you know, please let us know. So that's been going on for a couple of weeks. Um, and then we had all kinds of rumors that I was hearing. I didn't mention anything at, of it at the end of last week, um, mainly because I didn't want to, you know, get anybody's hopes up or stuff of that nature. But I uh, heard from Ty Vines today, as a matter of fact. So glad to say, and, and this is going to be so much fun, Ryan Slack is going to be the new head coach for American Legion Post-20 Baseball. Mm. Out of 96, 96. played there, um, and went on, had a great career in uh, AA baseball as well. He's a pitch, you know, a, a pitcher much like Nate Hamilton was, so he's going to look out for the pitchers that are there. He's, and, you know, he, he came by for uh, Alumni Day. He was uh, the one who threw out the first pitch and stuff, and he's still got the build. I mean, he may tell you that he's got a little bit of a pooch belly or stuff. This dude still works out regularly, um, and, ha- and you know, he speaks different groups throughout the year as well. So uh, this is a big acquisition, I think, for American Legion Baseball. And, and the way that baseball is going from the uh, – Dixie League, the Gall League that we've got right now, and the wins that they're going all the way up now to American Legion Baseball in high school. Uh, just this this area is just rich in baseball. He's gonna he's gonna be one of the top pinnacle markers, I would say, for this area. When I saw that, I'm just looking over it right now. I remember this kid playing the softball tournaments every Saturday with his dad, Tony. And I tell you, I, I'm just too old for this now. But I, I mean, <laughs> this, that, this is a, one of those. Stan, we said it. This yeah. is one of them that we have so many coaches around here that are really good at baseball. You could have gone basically anywhere. And, and he, you know, there again, he's in that pedigree with that. Whatever that 96 little, they got in the water over there, Bo. They, you know, Coach they Ellis hit, is over there. They don't admit, yeah, yeah, Chad and those guys over there. So that's a huge hire. And what that may do is you may start seeing more from that. That area start to come out to play a little more Legion ball now that Coach Slack's there now. And I think that's a win. Ty Vines continues to hit it out of the park. Uh, and as soon as he gets, he gets that dag blame Will Banks to get that women's softball field <laughs> for, for Stan Spivey to coach. It is going to be all on them. But uh, that's just a great hire. And that's the perfect way to end our podcast for the day. And, and one thing along with that, I talked with Ty the other morning. And, of course, y'all know I, I keep up with the softball and all. And I just asked him point blank, well, Ty, when do you think you'll have a junior softball team? And he said, we don't have enough teams in the state yet to put it out there. He said, the interest in this town is there for it, but I cannot provide them a schedule because there's not enough anywhere else. Can you definitely know about that? He's just waiting. Mm -hmm. He's just waiting to to bust that wide open, and and we're going – we're going to have the varsity team just like the boys do. And then next thing you know, we're going to have three junior teams or four feeding that softball program. And if, if the people around this nation didn't think that Ty Vines is the best athletic director, they will in a few years because he's already running 
this is, I think, the second or third year that he's had more athletes in his program than any other nationwide in the nation. Yeah. I mean, this is nationwide. He's putting players in there. Mm. That's also good to and hear. Doing it, and doing it like Mr. Pickney. And that's doing what I'm saying. the right way. <laughs> Ty, if you're listening today, this is the man to come talk to because I, at the time you started the girls' uh, junior basketball stuff, there wasn't a whole lot for them either, was it? No, there wasn't. We, we, actually, we actually had folded the year before. And then the next year when we uh, Coach Sammy had picked it up and we ended up picking up right when there. Now we're, we've, we f- actually had found the location where they were playing. And now we go there and play that. We go play there. And, you know, we're doing it that way now until we can be able to draw some more attention where we can get them to come here. Yep. Now, you taking reservations and applications for basketball? Um, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to have open tryouts Mm -hmm. right around when football starts to die down a little bit, maybe in November, December when the basketball starts. And then I'm going to have open gym. I'm going to let the kids just come in and play and stuff like that. Start getting a workout, and then when we decide to do our roster and stuff again, it'll probably be February of next year. Great. They get me and Willie time to shoot threes before <laughs> we come in there and play. You got an over 50 team, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, it's regional. I, I, we, I can get the gym from Pastor Kyle. We can go in there. We can shoot around. Or, you know, they have big pickleball tournaments there all the time. We can go there and try to go. get into it. Try, I know. Yeah, I, I want to I want to try it. It's fun. You got to come out. It is a blast. I, yeah, I'm willing to try it. Too. You ever play over there? Uh, I've played there, but I play at our church over at Greenwood Press. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, get in pickleball. It is, yeah, it's I'm, I'm really thinking about it so I can get some of this weight off, you know. <laughs> That's what we're all saying. Mr. Pickney, thanks so much for joining us. Always anytime, a pleasure having man, Sam Pickney in the house. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, guys. I love the show. I love the show. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Glad you can listen. Catch us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, and we'll post everything we can. We can find out what's going on in and around the Lakelands as far as all the sports that are going. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. That's Stan Spivey, and we are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Have a good one.